What is that sound, you ask? Welcome to the Rec Show Podcast, a show dedicated to beat makers around the world. Kick back, relax with the host, Golden Mind. Check, check. All right. Yo, peace and love. What's going on, everybody? I go by the name of David Goldemine Hicks, and welcome to another episode of the Rec Show Podcast. Man, this is episode number 68. So I hope everybody's counting their blessings and not their problems, man. I hope everybody had a good weekend and is enjoying their weekend. Man, last week we had um, the OG DiBiase on the show man that was an amazing um interview and just so many jewels dropped man and today is no different so we are going our guest is from the third coast houston texas currently residing in austin texas uh he's a beat maker who makes some dope chill chill hot bumps with mellow sounds and laid back drums but to me but you know to me man this is all his music is a vibe, man. You just press play and just lay back and chill, man. Stargaze, sungaze, all that type of stuff, man. So, you know what I mean? He, he's not a one-trick pony either, man. So, Town Bay is also a character designer, but also a tribe of no signs founder and a chill select contributor. So, everybody, I want y'all to welcome Town Bay to the show. What's going on, my guy? What's up? What's up, man? Appreciate you for having me on. Yes, my pleasure, man. So, yo, man, um, yo, how I like to do it every time is always ask um, the guest to just go ahead, introduce yourself, you know, for the B-heads and, uh, and the internets that might not know you. Um, go ahead, introduce yourself, you know, where you're from, what your name means, and how your name was created, and then how long you've been making beats. But also uh, name any associated collectives that you might be a part of as well. All right, uh, what's up, everybody? My name is Tombe. Uh, it's my real name. Um, I just spell my name differently because I couldn't come up with any cool name. It feels like <laughs> all the names been taken, so I just use my, my name. Um, started making beats uh july 2018 uh, so about like four years ago just like heard that chill hop sound and just wanted to, i just wanted to see if i could make it and it started off as a challenge and then like here i am um i'm from houston texas um not a lot of beat makers that I knew was from uh, Houston, but uh, online during like SoundCloud time when SoundCloud was popping back in those days, like 2018, 2019, um, I joined up with a collective 
which is chill select it's a collective and a label so chill select is just a big group of beat makers from all around the world and we just make music together and we release compilation albums and so on um i do have a a collective that i founded in 2019 called a tribe of no signs and it's just me and some of these uh homies that i have that make cool beats we from all over the place haven't made anything recently but never know it's gonna come out soon yeah yo so i mean you you only been making beats for uh, a little while but it feels like yo you've been making beats for like 10 years yo just the way that your sound comes across and just the, the emotion inside of your music man it's like yo and then the art that's a, that's another i'll ask that later on man there's you know just the the music with the art with the title names yo man like some amazing stuff like the roster for a tribe of no signs is some crazy beat makers as well man like apoc beats uh garbler music like uh oni gursu hip hopkins like yo like how did you how did you even meet all of these these uh amazing beat makers and what made you like come together and form your own collective yo um actually all of those people i met on soundcloud and some of them i met during like in chill select when everything first started because at the time chill select was really growing it was like around 50 to 100 beat makers and we were all like in a discord server so everything was like all tight-knit and it was like you know you would catch everyone's releases and like you could talk to everyone like now i don't even know how many people are in the server servers move too fast but i i initially just reached out to those people all like one by one like over the span of a year or so i'm just hearing like these dudes beat and i'm like yo you know, would you want to be a part of a collective? You know, you want to work on the tape or something? And then eventually we all got together and started making beats and we're all cool to this day. Man, that's, yo, amazing, man. Just, you know, yeah, I mean, like a lot of my guests, they still on SoundCloud um, and they they just, they populated with their, their newest stuff as well, man. So um, let me let me ask you this though. Let me ask you, how did you begin your like music journey um, into, you know, creating, um, you know, like the, the your your style of music? Because I can't I can't even put nobody in the box. Like I, I wouldn't even want to attempt to put somebody in a box. But how did you begin your journey? Um, and then are you trained on any like instruments currently? Uh no no not trained on any instruments uh just improvising sometimes whenever like i make beats from scratch i hop on the keys not like a professional or anything but um i started i started on this journey so around february 2018 i'm trying to like clean out the music i'm listening to so i'm looking for 
some like some boom bap but i wanted some like chill boom bap beats kind of like you know tribe called quest music so i was listening to like a lot of those type of sounds and you know i come across it was like dilla like pete rock and so on and like i'm listening to this and i'm like yo this is what i've been looking for this is what i want and then i found this live stream with something called chill hop and i'm like yo what's chill hop <laughs> so then i i listened to it and like on the live stream i think the like one of the first things i heard was like a flip it was like a remix of like biggie and i was just like yo this beat is like it's tight like i let me keep on listening to this and then you know i just kept on listening daily and then next thing you know six months later or so like around july i was like you know let me attempt to make a beat and when i first you know, like you know fired up fl i was making a beat following tutorials and stuff i wasn't like i wasn't too satisfied with the beats like they sounded bad but they also they weren't my style it's like you know i'm following a tutorial so it wasn't until like i stopped looking at tutorials and kind of just doing whatever trial and error chopping samples different ways trying different drums and you know trying to see what sticks and what am i trying to make and then eventually i landed somewhere where it's like i really like laid back beats so something simple something with a simple drum loop and like a sound that you can like listen to over and over and whenever i make beats i always like just think of easy listening that's my motto so every beat that i release i i think like if you can listen to that over and over then it's a decent beat that's a good guy yo that's a good dope concept man like Yo, um, I know a lot of a lot of my guests. They start with, you know, their name, like their superheroes. And I'm kind of skipping questions right now, but I'm just spec like speculating. Like they start with, um, yeah, they came into like uh, like a tribe called Quest Vibes or DJ Premier or Jay Dilla or anybody in that that realm, and they'd be like, Yo, this is like. I, I think they get caught on the feeling. I know I got caught on the feeling of the music. Um, is Are you trying to make your music feel that same way, but in your own way, as far as when somebody listens to your music and have them just feel like, man, I feel good when I listen to this? Yeah, definitely. Um, whenever someone listens to my music, I want them to feel happy because that's how I make my beats like every time I'm making my beats it's just a smile on my face and if I'm not smiling on the beat then that beat ain't good okay yeah see man gotta gotta put the emotions in it so man okay so 
no, you're not trained on anything. It's all by ear. It's all by feeling. Um, can you like? Can you recall what family members or friends like? You know, exposed you to like the world of like music, but then also, you know, wanted kind of led you to make beats. Uh, that's kind of that. That's a difficult question because. Uh, my brother, uh, he used to play the sax, but I never, I never really paid too much attention to it. I never paid too much attention to jazz. Everything kind of caught on late. So, like around 2018, it was like my last year in college, and that's when it, it all started to like come together. Like, yo, you know jazz is actually cool like you know soul music is actually cool but a majority of it was all just self-discovery and it started with just searching up samples and then next thing you know you searching up samples you end up listening to full albums of the artists do you, do you remember like what's the when you searched like who you got stuck on like the name of the artist or the the uh, record label that you got stuck on that you listened to the most? Uh, like the jazz and stuff? Yeah. Uh, Bill Evans, for sure. I think it's like the second I heard like that piano, I was like, oh, like, what is this? So some Bill Evans, some Chet Baker, some Miles Davis, Charlie Parker, you know, McCoy Tyner, stuff like that. Legends, the legends. Okay, all right. Yeah, see, yo, and it just, you just went down a rabbit hole from there. I'm just like, when you say jazz is cool, I don't think nobody has ever said that um, because everybody was trying to, you know, kind of like make trap beats and stuff like that, like nowadays. But we still have the people that make the, you know, electronic music, the boom bap, the layback, chill hop. Um, like the, all the other sub-genres that they want to name, but you, man, all right, yo, man, I be, I be learning, I'm a student just like anybody else that will be listening to the show because I'm learning, like, about you, you know what I mean? So, yo, everybody, y'all still tapped in with Tom Bay, yo, man, um, episode number 68. So let me, so your brother was a jazz, uh, played jazz, you didn't pay attention, but he still was putting you on, even even though you weren't like giving it your full attention. You think that impacts how you make music now? Um, maybe maybe a little bit. You know, just having that that little you know sound in the background, just like remembering all the times. You know, practicing and like you know, sometimes you play and I feel like oh, this sounds really good. You know, and I'm wondering like what is that and he'll show me like what song he's playing and stuff like that and I would recognize the song like as good but I, I was the late bloomer like I, it didn't catch on till, till later hey some of the greatest minds are late bloomers man so yo don't even worry about it yo you got you got time man so okay if you if you're able to Right? Can you name one song 
perform one beat or maybe two songs and two beats as your greatest beat of all time yeah actually yeah i got two okay um number one i would say is premiered the question remains that's a good and one. that every time when I hear that that beat just slaps and it just never gets old that's like truly timeless and the second one would be uh, Pete Rock The World Is Yours and that one that's like more up my alley laid back simple you got a good groove going so those two beats Every time, like you can play right now, you can listen to either one of those. But especially the P Rock, like you can play the song in your head right now, like ding, 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 ding. Like I don't even know how to play piano, but it make you want to like hand motion the piano keys, like you know what you're doing, yo. It's crazy, man. Feelings, yo. Okay, um, can you can you like I always ask this because everybody is on their journey, right? So in their journey and you know self discovery, um, they're trying to figure out their own sound in music, and you know always they're always searching for different things to kind of like you know get them inspired or open up their world um, in music. But can, you know, can you recommend some like must? watch some must read um or listen to content from the listeners it can, and it could be a, like a movie a documentary a book a youtube tutorial a podcast like anything man um i'm pretty sure a lot of beat makers already watched the sampling documentary mm, okay yeah but that one that one's a good one if uh if people want to get into like the history of sampling and all that and like the controversy that it was at that time um but i would say there's a pete rock video where he talks about his beat making process and he says that you know basically that simplicity is key he's like you know people like simple things people like the beats being simple like if there's too much noise and there's like a lot going on, like they can't really catch that. So that's kind of like his method into making beats and that's my method as well. Nice, okay. So DJ, um, not DJ Premier, Pete Rock uh, video, and then also the sampling documentary. I think I've watched that sampling documentary like five times man like five or six times but every time you you grab something new from it every single time because yo it was a crazy time back then but i feel like in our time right now the people that were making the music they're kind of like loosening up because they understand everything can be a sample so um why not why not lend that to the creatives and have them flip it and then you your music still lives on 
for some more generations you know what i mean instead of just right you know, put, put on a record and dying what do you think about that yeah definitely i think i think it's a good thing i never looked at sampling as like like you're stealing from the artist and like instead i see it like you're paying homage to the artist you're like you had to have fallen in love with that sound to want to create a new sound with that sound you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah man okay. yeah so um who said this man i think it was knife wonder i was watching a documentary about um knife wonder and then he said he's like he mailed a letter to some some like creative that created a record sent them a letter you know pretty much like broke down everything that he was trying to do and he gave them like the, the the artist gave knife wonder like their whole discography and was like hey sure here you can use these records and stuff like that which i know like he's big time so you know they're gonna get paid either way but <laughs> you know what i mean but you know for your average like bedroom um you know beethoven or you know beat maker in the room or maybe just making beats on their phone and stuff like that they're using what they have like that's um like you said paying homage to those that created some amazing music you know you just that inspiration can come from anywhere any genre and if you flip it to make it into something that people like like i think that's that speaks volumes of whoever created that original music in the first place yo into the Rex Show podcast with Goldemine. Keep your head up. Head up. Get into like what I mean from your social media and for everybody, go ahead and follow. And I'll put all the links to Tom Bay's social media web page and everything like that in the link in the description of the show. But from your social media, you can be seen using like FL Studio, you know, Native Instruments Machine, MK3, Serato Sampler. I think I saw like a uh, rolling SP404 to create your music. Why, why do you think these musical 
uh, this musical gear, musical equipment, or DAWs, you know, kind of like help you create your music? And does each piece of music help you or have their place in creating music? Um, yes, definitely. Um, so, you can start off with uh, FL. Um, FL is the DAW that I used um, simply because it was just, I guess, the most user friendly. Like, as soon as I started, like, really getting into learning FL, never really looked back. Um, the, the machine, so I used the machine as a VST inside FL Studio. And I like the the machine and the pads and like the way you can just go between groups so like I'd be making a sample and then like I could just hit a button and there I am in my drum section then I'm making the drums and I just keep going back and forth and I'm playing the beats in machine and I'm routing all the sounds to FL Studio. So FL Studio is where I do the song arrangement and the mixing. And then I have that that sound going into my SP. And then the SP is where I would record the effects. And then I have that going back into FL. And then I can record everything in one go. It might be like a little complicated without being able to see it. Now nah, that makes that makes sense because I'm I'm pretty sure like every single one of us has our our brains, right? Which for me it's a machine, but I'm I always wanted to learn like a different doll anyway. Everybody says FL is like maybe one of the easiest to learn, but Ableton is like rocket science to me like i can't wrap my head around it <laughs> <laughs> like it's crazy man so hey man same <laughs> you know so like why do you so like was that was fl studio just something that you just be like yo like i get every single thing about this i can do everything inside of this are you going to stay with fl or do you like want to learn a new doll well I think a big part of it is like Ableton, like the user interface was just, it was just too busy for me. Like I didn't even know where to start. So FL was like a little cleaner. And as far as like knowing everything in FL, I wouldn't say I do. I just know what like I need to use, like whether it's automation clips or the mixer, you know, or arranging things on the playlist, piano rolls. It's like all very straightforward things. Okay, and the, and the SP, like SP has been, man, like, I don't know if SPs can get any more famous for the effects that they do and, you know, just the sound, the grittiness, the, you know, everything that comes with an SP. Like, what what's the SP mean to your production, you know? I see the the SP as like the final step. So you got your beats, you got it all arranged, and then 
you go to the SP to put like final touch on it, which would be the effects and stuff. Um, but I recently just got that Mark II, actually a couple of days ago. Oh, work! Congrats. Appreciate it. I've been waiting an entire year for that. Mm. It was out of stock, and it just came back in stock recently. Um, and what I wanted, like when I initially got the SP, I wanted to make beats dollars. Like I didn't want to use a computer to make beats because, you know, I already draw, so I don't want to be on a computer all day. But I, I just was able to find a way to have the SP route back into the computer and the original SP wasn't as like it wasn't as good as making beats standalone but the new one like I just probably spent an hour total on it so far and it already feels like you know like the studio in a box like I could see myself making full beats on it so you think you think Roland did an amazing job with this with this this Mark II? Absolutely, especially especially with the the bus effects and being able to like load your drum kits. Like you can have your drum kits in the SP. You can have your samples in there and different projects saved. So like you have everything right there um, that's one of the reasons I wanted an NPC initially like one of those old school NPCs NPC 1000 or NPC 2000 but they were just a little a little old man I didn't I didn't know <laughs> I didn't yeah. know if I if like you know the response time and all that yeah I didn't know if I had the patience for that so I'm gonna see how this uh, Mark II works. Man, just from from the feedback that you know I get from like my guests and the people that be on you know social media, they like, yo, this is a, a definitely like a level up game changer type of type of device. So I'm still trying to figure out mine. I just got mine too, so I'm trying to figure out like I never used one before, so I'm trying to like I'm on that down the rabbit hole of youtube tutorials and all that type of stuff with the uh the mark ii so roland if you ever listen to this show man you did an amazing job with the sp44 mark ii man so okay like you said man you are drawing right so you know one trick pony and none of my guests are <laughs> <laughs> but you're more like you're more than a beat maker like you're a 2d animator and a character designer like how did how did you get into animation and character designing um animation that's that's what i always wanted to do so like ever since i was a kid you know that's been my goal to be an animator and work on cartoon shows and whatnot so that's that's what i went to school for and studied and stuff like that and music is just like i just happened to to try it out one time and I didn't know I was going to end up making beats but oh, wow. yeah, here I am
That's two different worlds to me. Or are they are they two different worlds to you? Or are they kind of one and the same? Nah, they're definitely two different, two different worlds, two different types of people that you associate with. Um, but I mean, I see it as like I'm I'm one person, you know. I'm an artist. I'm a beat maker. Mm. So it, it's all me. Okay. But definitely, it's like it's just a little different. Are you into the, you know, the the, the metaverse, and are you into that type of world yet, or are you just simply just animation drawing? Because I see your cover art for your like your your projects. I'm they yo man like they they speak volumes before you even press play like man how do you how do you even go about doing the cover art for your projects um well appreciate that um so my cover arts usually it's um it's two ways either i make the cover before i make the music or you know, I make the music and then make the cover. And usually my process is like, you have a theme that you set. It, the theme could be, you know, like a picture or it could be a word, a short description. Like uh, my last album, uh, Odyssey. Odyssey, yeah. Yeah, that one, I was just thinking about like, you know a journey like you just walking walking through nature and stuff like that and that's what what those sounds were sounding like to me and then i just pieced together the cover and most of the time the cover arts i do are like collage art because that's the that gives it that lo-fi feel uh and then sometimes i just draw it you know if need be um i've been doing like cover arts off and on like i do some cover arts for chill select um the fam compilations episode one episode two the beats for days two uh moonlight jazz and a whole bunch of others that had and lost track of mm. wow wow yeah so i'm looking at like um i'm looking at your your album covers there's a there's a common theme to every single one of them besides like um the theme of the music or um the feeling but it feels like like you're like you have a like Japanese style Japanese culture like is that is that a fair assessment to say like do you like is is it anime or is it just Japanese culture or you know Asian culture that's like speaks to you um that's kind of it's kind of hard to say because there's definitely a lot of um, just traditional Japanese art that I like and you know I, I am an anime fan so just you know 
both of those things just happen to line up. Mm. But I would say I would lean more towards just the the artwork. I like like I like how the compositions are. I like how it's like usually it's simple and like with a clear focus. Like either it's a a person or a landscape. So I guess those would kind of be like my inspirations for how I do my cover art. Nice, man. Simple with a clear focus, man. That's yo, you dropping crazy jewels right now, yo. <laughs> cause cause like <laughs> it's like I'm I always try and like do my cover art to where it's not too much going on either. But I have a, like I'm not a like a, a artist or anything like that. But what I feel like the album is supposed to represent, I feel like I put it in into the cover art. So yo, man, you do an amazing job with your your cover art, man. It speaks speaks volumes man i might have to hire you man for real <laughs> appreciate it <laughs> yo so okay so let me um like i think you've done man like seven projects i think you got seven projects on spotify you got more music on um soundclouds and all the you know the other dsps and stuff like that but i wanted to shed light on the uh the two newest joints which are odyssey and then you got a joint project with strong maurice um and chill select called tomorrow can you tell like the listeners and just you know go over like how these projects came together because they're they're amazing pieces of work man yeah for sure um the tomorrow one uh that one's actually a little crazy because that I started an album around December last year. So December 2021. And, you know, I was having a whole bunch of jazz samples and I was chopping and flipping and I was almost complete with the album. And like, I'm just sitting here like this time I didn't. I didn't feel it. Like, I liked the samples. The drums were okay, but to me, I felt like I needed that, like a little bit more energy. I needed the, the drums needed to be different. I needed like a, a different direction than what I was going in. So I, I hit up Strong Maurice like randomly. I was just like, yo, what's up, you know? I like your piece. I like your drums. You know, would you be down to do a collab? And then, like, he hit me back instantly. It was like, yo, what's up? Sure. And he sent me a folder. Dude had, like, 30 drums in that folder. (laughs) Wow. And I'm just thinking, like, yo, how does he, you know, like, how does he just have all this ready? And I looked down his page and he was making a beat every day. And I'm like, okay, I guess so. And then, you know, I was just picking drums out. And then I was like, I I heard some drums that were crazy. And then it made me change the way I was chopping my samples. So then it was like a whole entirely different project, entirely different album. And then I sent him six beats. And after he heard that, he was like, yo, this is fire. And then he started just making 
a whole bunch of more drums and we were going from there just back and forth we probably ended up making like about 25 beats but we cut it down to about 15 because we wanted to make sure like every single beat on that project was fire which it is which is 15, <laughs> 15 tracks man we like we yo we gotta eventually hear the, the last 10 tracks from that man nah I don't know we, if we do we gotta make another one we gotta mm. make another project man. it's one of those um, you get that feeling like when you make a beat and it, it's alright and then you come like a week later and you're hearing it again and you're thinking it's alright but I couldn't put that all right beat next to a fire beat mm. in the same project. Like to me, I'm like, there's no way I got 15 beats sound really, really good. Like why put an extra 10? That's just okay. I know that's kind of like a, like there are some artists that like I go back and forth on. Some of my homies are like, you know, just release everything. You never know who likes what. But I always think about it like if I can't listen to it over and over again, then like I doubt that somebody else will. So every beat that I put up on Spotify, like that's a beat that I like that I'll listen to over and over again. think about it keep it about keep it about the art and then ultimately the listener like if yeah man that's that makes perfect freaking sense man like if you if you wouldn't put a all right beat next to a fire beat 
Like, don't even do it, man. So keep it. If it's you got ten tracks and you got five all right beats, then I guess you got an EP because it's gonna be five tracks. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. Right. Man. That makes perfect sense, yo. Like, man. All right, yo, man. <laughs> yo, yo, y'all here with Tom Bay, man. Episode number sixty-eight of the Rexual Podcast, man. Yo, man. You've been dropping jewels already, man. I know uh, whoever listens to this, man, is going to get, um, you know, kind of like it's just a, a snippet of you as the artist. But I want them to really feel like, you know, what I mean, like like you got a voice, like you speak through your music, you speak through your art. But a lot of people don't know um, the backstory behind the beat makers and the artists a lot of the time. So like right now we about to go in a little bit of the history um of you but the four pillars of hip-hop are like djing emceeing breaking and graphing right which element did you begin your journey with and then you know how did it affect your life when you you know discovered that element probably <laughs> it's funny like probably i'll say rapping because like in high school, me and a group of friends, we used to just freestyle to beats all the time. And, you know, that definitely got me like more into hip hop and stuff like that. But, you know, like I said, after a while, it was like, cool, you're freestyling, you're listening to music. But then, like, you know, the music I was listening to was just, like the regular music the mainstream music it wasn't like selected like something that I truly enjoyed is something that was like put in front of me so I had to go and like find that sound that I want I got you do you remember one of your rhymes that you were spitting absolutely not (laughs) that's because like we didn't we barely wrote anything down. It was like the challenge was to come off the top. Oh, like a cipher. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Straight off the dome, you know. Okay. Yeah, man. MCing. So, man, I, so I got to ask this question then. You know, like, giving some thought, can you name your, like, your, like who you grew up with? Like, childhood uh, beat maker superheroes and then where you are today like your adult beat maker superheroes and why they were so like important in your life oh yeah and major key man no dramas off limits either yo major major beat makers out like i really think that it was um I really think that it was like DJ Premier that like set everything off. Because like, you know, and like I'm listening to those beats and I'm just like, you know, like, what is this? This like East Coast style, you know, and then you go on to discography and you start like finding all types of stuff. And then, you know, like the RZA for sure. You know, I used to love, love all those Wu-Tang beats. And it was just like all different. And uh, and like I said, like it wasn't until later where I started like 
you know, going down that rabbit hole, start listening to to everybody. You know, uh, whether it's like Doom or you know, a whole bunch of nineties trappers, a little bit of the far side, uh digital planets, you know, that Pete Rock and I and I joint. But I think DJ Premier definitely would set it off. Like when I was hearing almost everything that, that he produced, I was like, yo, this is it. Like I found it. Gave you that feeling. Yeah. You know, so like those are like the mainstream, you know what I mean, producers and or acts. And like what about right now? Like who are your your like your beat maker? superheroes like the people that you look up to as far as when you creating beats or like pair wise um definitely i would say somebody like jen sang yeah jen sang is a legend for real okay um somebody like jen sang somebody like flow fills i don't know if you heard um this flip he did uh, this once again flip you can search it up on YouTube and when I heard that I was like whoa and that's my first time like really hearing like like jazz hop because a lot of people was making lo-fi beats that you know that wasn't like jazz heavy mm-hmm. so when I was hearing that it was like like wow this this jazzy type sound really blew my mind and that's like something I wanted to do uh, then I got a homie in my collective, which I swear, like, he was making fire beats from from Jump. Uh, he changed his name, like, about seven times. <laughs> he probably changed his name again. <laughs> but his name, uh, Tajome or Jay Lover. Uh, I probably could give you a link to his SoundCloud. Okay. Uh, but... Yeah, him, just straight fire. He's been making fire beats off and on. He's busy with whatever job he got, but you know, every like chance that he gets, and those beats always hit. Uh, yeah, we gotta check. We gotta check them out, man. So, yo, I'm gonna definitely like once we, you know, I'll, I'll get the links from uh from tom bay and then i'll put it in the links in the description um as i always do because i always put uh you know what we discuss in uh you know during the episode and stuff like that but man all good recommendations um okay like i gotta ask you about this like your your track titles always like positive titles they're like chill but and the music bumps like is like simplicity and then bumps volume one like what, what's what's the story behind those two albums yeah because i think bumps is your first first album right bumps volume one uh no nah, no nah, it's not it's not the first it's just the earliest one on spotify mm, okay um yeah but bumps volume one so that was that's just a collection of of earlier beats i made think around 2019 ish um and then i kind of remastered them a little bit and just put it up there on spotify 
like I put it up after the fact. So it's like the album says 2019, but I probably uploaded it like last year. Okay. Um, so yeah, that so the bumps are just like whatever I'm making at that time because I, it might be just me, but I'm the type of person like it's hard to make a single. Like mm. it's easier for me to make an album than a single. I wonder why. Why do you think that is? Because like everybody's doing the single thing now. Like they're not even putting albums together. Why? Like why do you think it's it's easier for you to make an album versus put out singles? I think it's just a uh, direction. You know, like I like to have a theme and like a direction I'm going. Cause like, if I'm just like mindlessly, like just making beats like here and there, I, I those beats don't ever turn out good to me. It's the beats that like, like I really put in thought to and I carefully handpicked the samples and I'm trying to get sounds that go well together. So that's just, I don't know, man. It might just be me, but that's how I work. Right. I, I, it's not just you. I think it's um, a lot of people that would rather put, you know, either, you know, like three, four, five songs together or four projects together um, compared to just putting out the single. So it might not just be you, but I did like every single one of your like track titles is like 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 for example in simplicity like um like a bed of roses like ambition you know blessings like peace of mind like every single one of your tracks is like positive like how like what like are how important is like being positive and putting positivity in your music how important is that to you because it seems super important man and and it shows and then you can when a person listens to your your albums like they can feel it as well so i'm gonna I'm a backtrack a little bit so simplicity was like when i was making simplicity that was the time where i thought i couldn't make jazz hop because I'd be sampling jazz and then it wasn't coming out the way I wanted it to. But, you know, through trial and error, I just like, I was changing the way that I was chopping, changing the way I was like, what what points that I would start and end at. And then all of a sudden, like everything opened up and like it all started making sense. So, when making simplicity or coming up with those um, those track titles, that's like that's what I'm thinking of when I make the beat. So that the song, like you know, thank you always, is like when I hear that sound, that's my immediate thought. And I think you know, in general, I'm a happy and positive person, like all the time. So, like, that's reflected in my music. I don't make any sad beats. I don't make any angry or aggressive beats because I'm just a happy person. So, happy person makes happy music. Right. That's dope, man. That's dope, man. Yo, you can definitely tell 
um in your in your just the uh, album covers like i said before the track titles and then when you listen to the music man it's just yo you just like if you having listeners man if you're not having a good day go ahead and go to your dsp or however you listening to it look up search up tom town bay and then put on an album and just kick back man just I guarantee you're gonna feel better after you listen to it, man. Even after one song, man. I'm not even gassing you, like for real. Like they feel good, man. Like no, no, no gas, yo. Straight up. Appreciate it, man. That's the that's the hope. Like when I make the music, like I want people to feel happy. Yeah, man. Yo, so like you, we already said like you were third coast representative. Um, but you're currently based out of Austin, Texas. So, like, what's the what's the beat scene like in? Well, you said Houston. It wasn't really anybody, but now you're in Austin. So, like, what's what's the two worlds look like for you right now, as far as um, the beat maker scene and and stuff like that? I would say. I would say it's almost the same, just because I haven't. I haven't been searching too much for that. Like, there's definitely a couple people here. Uh, there's a beat maker close by, actually, like ten minutes away from me. But I haven't been like, you know, on social media constantly. Just kind of go with the flow and just make music. But uh, I am definitely like looking to like collab and stuff and maybe do some live sets somewhere that is something like i want to do eventually yeah have you um have you uh, you have you ever done a live set before no nah, no nah. just like you know like performing in front of friends and stuff but not like at a venue or anything okay yeah future goals y'all hear this yo so anybody that's in the austin area if you're listening to this man i know um, Sumo Wave uh, was a guest on the show before. He's in Austin. Um, oh man, it's like a couple other of my guys um, that been on the show before. They in Austin, um, but they always do um, shows. Oh man, I can't remember the name of the the place. It starts with a P, but I can't remember. It's like a bar. I don't know. It'll come to me later, but okay. So, how do you how do you support the like the the, the beat culture? Like, uh, I, I've never asked this question before, but how how do you or how would you prefer you know listeners or people that just want to support the artists? How would you uh, direct them to support you and, and help you make more? Because to me, like when you whenever you buy music. Um, or you stream the music. I'd rather people buy the music first and then stream it. Um, it's like an investment in to, to, and basically a battery to say, hey, go make more. Please make more. We love what you're doing. Like It's like a good type of message when somebody buys your music. Like How, how, would, uh, how would you say uh, you would want listeners to support your music? That's that's a really good question um 
honestly, I would say, you know, just keep listening, like listening every now and then, because I know a lot of artists that, you know, they start slowing down or they, you know, they just stop because no one's listening. And I think just seeing that even like, even like if it's a small amount of people listening, that like can for sure keep people's drives going. Um, for me personally, I like as much as I love all the listeners and stuff, I don't think that that I like determine whether I keep releasing music or not. Like I just love making beats and every time I make a project, I see room for improvement and I'm like, you know, road mapping the next one. But definitely, um, I think listening for sure, for sure it would be the number one thing. So you would do this even if, it, even if like, it, take money out of it. Would you do this for free? Yeah, definitely. If I had, you know, five monthly listeners or it was just me and my brother listening to my beats or something like that, I for sure, I for sure would keep doing beats. Yeah, man, that's what we, that's what we need, man. Like, it's just a, a pure love of just creating and and making music man that's that's what we need instead of the man the, like i gotta get this money like which i understand like everybody needs to get paid because that's how we live on this plane on this earth plane but man like if everybody put their heart and soul into their music and just you know what i mean create it and then let it go instead of hoarding beats and i always i'm gonna say this every episode beat makers stop hoarding beats yo Make the music, put it in a project, <laughs> let it go, man. Let the world hear it, yo. For real, man. Um, yeah, man. Yo, that's 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 a dope way to think about it, man. So y'all heard it from Tom Bay right now, man. Keep keep supporting it, man. Listen to it. You know what I mean? Stream it. Even send them a message to be like, yo, this album is amazing, man. This track is amazing. Like that, you you never know how far that simple small thing can go man in somebody's day or in life you know so man okay so um last two questions before we round it out my guy like this is amazing amazing interview i gotta ask this though what's one thing you wish you knew before you started your own music and art creation journey oh I, yeah I got one that applies to both. Um, and that's to to never delete anything. Cause that's like that's a big thing that like I used to have a bad habit of anything that I thought was like, you know, it was okay or it wasn't good, I would just delete it. And then here I am years later. Like, man, if only I could revisit that idea, you know, if only if I could change some things, you know, cause you know, over time, your perception changes. What you thought was bad might actually start sounding like really good now. And that applies to both like artwork and music. And, you know, 
if you don't delete stuff, then there's always room for improvement. It's just like, what are my mistakes? So it's just, you know, delete the FL file, delete the sample. You know, I'm deleting uh, sounds at the drum kits that I don't use. And then you open up the project and like everything's missing. Or you have like, you know, a little snippet of the beat, but you have no project, so you can't remake it or anything like that. So definitely, you know, to any beat makers, any artists, you know, just just make like a NAW folder or something. And just keep it <laughs> like, you know, like a recycle bin. You said NAW folder? <laughs> yeah, that's what I have. A NAW folder. And I just like put a whole bunch of stuff in there. Yo, y'all heard it, yo. Make a never delete anything, man, because you can always come back and revisit it. And whatever you learned through the journey, you can actually put it towards that beat that may have not been the best and make it into a banger, man, or slapper, man. You just never know, man. So, yeah, man. Yo, that's a good one. That is a good jewel, man. You just dropped on, dropped on everybody, yo. Um, so last last question. Um, what should the internets look out for from uh, Tom Bay and the rest of 2022 and then, you know, the start of 2023? And then, you know, how can the internets you know, tap into you and your music as well? So for, for the rest of this year, I'm not saying it for sure, but I've got a collab album that I'm probably going to be working on. And it, it might release this year, maybe around December, or maybe like around early next year. And then, you know, this new SP, I, I'm already like on that path, you know, another Uh-oh. album. So it's like, Uh-oh. you know, that one is like, that album that I do like a solo album would be like, chopping drum breaks and like you know getting that sound it's kind of similar to my paradise album you know um and as far as like uh contacting or you know just being up to date with everything i do um i have an instagram that's the only form of social media i use uh that's t-a-w-n B-E-I underscore um, there like that's where you'll find everything whether it's art or music you know I post every now and then <laughs> yo definitely check out um, Tom Bay's website where he's you know he you know kind of like showcases his uh, character design everything like that and then also go ahead and support again on the DSPs, yo, man, you can't go wrong, yo. So um, I always want to allow my guests to say like any final thoughts um, for either the beat makers or the people, or, you know, the audience that may be listening. Um, you know, as kind of like, you know, kind of like the, the the last words. Um, anything you want to say to the audience right now? Yeah, yeah, um, definitely check out chill select um if you're a beat maker 
people come join the discord there's a lot of dope producers there there's a lot of people that help you on your musical journey and whatnot um it's kind of hard to contact people so you got to like dm them you know the server is a little busy and uh check out the like releases from chill select because like i said it's a collective it's a label we got many 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 projects from various artists various styles you know you can't go wrong with tuning into chill select got you man yo are we, are we gonna get anything from a tribe of no signs um maybe not this year but maybe next year possibly uh possibly we'll see we'll see what the homie's up to bet man yo so man i just want to say like your music is definitely inspirational man just feel good music um the vibes that you put into it i love watching your videos on ig as well like like whoever's like are you doing your camera work as well because just uh you know from the black fade in and then you start like playing your music out like that's yo yo it's just everything it seems like everything you're doing is a is a feeling man it, it just it just feels good my guy so um yeah man everybody tap into tom bay i'm gonna put all the links in the description uh in the description of the show yo it was a pleasure and an honor having you on man this won't be the last time we, that we connect and i uh, wish you much love and success and peace uh in the coming the rest of this year and into next year my guy all right man appreciate it man appreciate it for having me on the show yeah man so i definitely want to thank tom bay for allowing me to you know kind of pick his brain for a little bit uh it was an honor having you on the show everybody uh if you made it to this point man make sure you check the links in the description of the show uh go ahead and support the show but but more importantly share this on social media um check out tom bay's discography on spotify and all the other dsps he's got a lot of beat tapes on soundcloud as well so uh and also check out chill select man um chill select's been out doing their thing for a while so go ahead show some love that way If you got a beat maker that you know is doing their thing, man, and uh, they can be reached on social medias or by email, and you know, let me know. Let me know. I do the research. I just check them out, and yeah, man. I hope everybody's counting their blessings and not their problems. NBA season is about to kick off. It's preseason right now. We think we got like maybe 13 days to the actual start of the season, and then um, football seasons. I think we in what week five or six right now. So. Yo, Thursday night football been sucking, yo. But anyway, <laughs> yo. Um, yeah, man. Have an amazing weekend. Have an amazing week. And uh make sure you count your blessings, not your problems. Take care of your chickens. And uh, I will see y'all next week on another episode of the Rec Show Podcast. Peace and love, yo.
objects represent every living person on the planet. The white lights are humans. They tell like younger kids or other producers like that's cheating. You can't really be said for bro. Like when it comes to this producing shit, you can do whatever you want. You've been listening to the Rep Show podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and leave a comment. Remember three things: believe in your music, take care of your mentals, become the best version of yourself. Until the next one, Golden Mind signing off. Peace and love you. To be the best, you got to work overtime. To be the best, you got to work overtime.